self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am the hamburger that maya won't eat the hamburger that maya won't eat yes also known as calamity red (laughs) oh my god that's weird i'm trying to think of something to say but i didn't expect that (laughs) anyway we are Conversation Con Artists. We are. Back for another wonderful episode. Again. Hopefully. We, we'll talking see. shit. Basically. About stuff. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. What, what, what will you label this, what we do as? This ain't news. This clearly ain't news. I mean, <laughs> we bring up shit that's going on somewhat. Uh, it is. It's like just a opinion, opinion show. Yeah. So, you know what? I don't want to use government names. It is social commentary. We just commentate on shit that's going on. Like, it ain't news. Like, don't come to us if you want to be informed. This is not the show for that. But if you want to kind of know what's going on and get a laugh in, then yeah. So it's more social commentary. We commentate on shit. But. I can, you know, me though, like, I research a lot. I can help fill in the gaps of some shit you might not understand. Like, for the topics that we have i mean but that's if they come to you i'm well, saying, I'm I'm saying, saying. don't listen to the show and, j- and just run off with <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just saying you know like, that I, ain't the, that the ain't shit that we talk about do. i have so much more to say about all of it yeah i mean we we have to cull everything down you know, because of the time frame we have but just listening to this show is not gonna make you <laughs> Like, you're not going to know all the news that's going on. So. I just be trying to throw some perspective in there. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, something else to consider in this dialogue. I mean, we ain't got to be CNN or if you stupid Fox. We don't have to. We're not that. We, we are. It's more commentary on what's going on as opposed to, like, let's make sure everybody's aware of, you know. But I think And that, we only pick the things that, that, that interest us, but too. But the problem with news is that people look at the news as if it's supposed to be facts like when when a motherfucker like donald trump or your favorite republican which all of us all of us is black people we got a we got a favorite republican we do do we you got a white friend that is a republican oh that's what you mean okay that you accept them and they republicanisms because you have a, a, a pre-existing relationship with them somehow. I don't think that's true. <laughs> you got somebody. I think I got rid of every... First of all, my white friend count has went down drastically. <laughs> and the ones that I do have are Democrats. Or very... They're just really liberal. Well, for previous jobs and connections that I built with people, <laughs> not based on politics, you come to realize that, oh, we don't feel the same way on politics political issues yes you know but the past relationship we have is cool so if every black person don't have that you know a lot of us either has had them and we got rid of them or we still have them but what happened with me is all because we had so many police shootings and we just had so much bullshit going on that their perspective on those things just for me meant we can't be friends (laughs) because I see something in you now that I don't like and that well, I don't friends respect. Friends is a very strong word. I mean, that, I, got, I don't even follow well, them. Well, like, I mean, that's why I said favorite Republican. I ain't even say friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, on a scale of, 
how much I value you up here all the way down to the bottom. Like you can be on that scale without me calling you my friend. I mean, at I got, a certain point, I, you're an associate. I don't even follow them on Facebook. Like I cut because I don't want to see your stupid ass post because I don't want to get into no FB, no Facebook beef with you. So I, unf- I don't even see they shit on my timeline anymore. So I actually think everybody that I have any kind of association with now at this point is just liberal as fuck. I don't even know that I have a. I don't think I do. I, not anymore. Not for a long time. Now, like I said, once some poli- police shootings start happening, like a whole lot, a lot of them had to go because I, I just couldn't deal with like, you know, this, that could easily have been me. And I wonder, now I'm wondering like, was you going to be like, well, she must've been doing something. She shouldn't have been, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I couldn't, at that point we couldn't, I couldn't follow them on. I just didn't want nothing else. I don't know. Them. It sounds like the level to which you had friends in your life that was on that bullshit was higher than mine. Probably. Because a lot of mine was like, you gotta understand, I'm from Talladega, a lot of the white people like that I was friends with came from like high school. Oh, yeah. None of these people were. None of these people I'm talking about for me are from high school. It's like people that I worked with for like three, four years. No. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't make you friends know when you at get, work a lot. That's the problem with with our system. When you get to know people, you get like, I'm a lot of white people's black friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I ain't saying that's a good thing. Yeah, no, I'm just mean. saying if white people got the experience, black people in bulk then they, they, all that bullshit they think will be washed away. Mm-hmm. And if black people got the experience, white people in bulk, well, we've been doing that forever, so. Yeah. I mean, we see how it is. Uh-huh. I ain't saying that's bad. I mean, I was in a dialogue today with somebody about, I don't know what, like me, I don't know what the fuck to do with good white people. Quotation, air quotes. <laughs> I don't know what to do with them. Because they, all I mean as good as they believe that they are. No. I mean, they good because ideologically, they don't agree with racism, but they don't understand microaggressions and Mm-mm. shit. And they don't understand the subtle nature of of racial experiences that brown people have that we just fucking deal with. Mm-hmm. We just deal with that shit. Well, What's going on in society today that we've been dealing with? Like, just for an example, if you go back to Chevy Chase days, it's a skit with Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever seen it, but Chevy Chase is a, a therapist, mm-hmm. and Richard Pryor is a a, a client, mm-hmm. and they doing word association, and both of them are aggressive towards each other in this exchange, mm-hmm. and Chevy Chase is like cat, and you know Richard Pryor is like dog, and um, Chevy Chase is like he's just saying little random words, he's like water, and. Richard Price say faucet. I'm not using the right words. I'm just trying to help you go through the progression of what happened. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to get racially tense. Um, and uh, because uh, let's say Chevy Chase says tree, and then uh, Richard Price say wood. Then Chevy Chase will say um, hang, and then it'll show Richard Price get a little mad and it'll be like, um white man or some shit like that but it progresses until um he says uh chevy chase said negro and then richard price say cracker and then he say nigga and then he say dad no he say hunky then he say dead hunky at the last one like i'm mentioning that because that's like the late 70s 
mm-hmm. that that was going on. And that shit went on into the 80s. And in the 90s, you know, a lot of that shit, black people started using that shit way more in the 80s. When you talk about black exploitation movies, mm-hmm. black people started using nigga in their own movies at that point, their own stuff towards each other. Mm-hmm. In the 90s, it became popularized amongst like young people and teens. And, and the point that I'm making with this is that dialogue has shifted to where I'm trying to figure out what to do with good white people who look at who look at those don't understand the nuances of how some shift came to be and are saying nobody should say the word nigga, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't they don't understand the bullshit tied to the previous context and how they're connected to it versus now. Just to give, I'm, I feel I'm all over the place, but just for a specific example, the conversation I had with somebody today is there was this picture of a, uh, of a set of glasses, and it was this black boy behind the set of glasses. I'll share this on the page. Um, and outside the glasses, it showed that he had a cell phone in his hand. He was drinking a sweet tea, but inside the lens of the glasses, it had a, it was a 40 that he was holding up, and the other half of the cell phone was a gun. It was basically about how you know we're perceived as opposed to what we are exactly and she was saying that this is reverse racism like this is racial racially stereotyping you know and i i said this if this don't have nothing to do with you this ain't about you if you're not somebody that looks at brown people through that lens then you're not the part of the problem you ain't who they talking about and then she's like well if we want to heal racial stereotypes we can't use racial stereotypes because if you're saying that you don't like being uh being looked at through the color of your skin by a a group of people then how you gonna look at a group of people by the color of their skin and say white people do this well the difference there is (laughs) there's a fear (laughs) you know what i'm saying like you feel like you have to be careful as opposed to just looking at somebody feeling it's like i don't think that it's the same thing. Well, I mean, what I explained is that we're on we on two different levels. Like a black person being black and being perceived as such by a white person is far worse yep. than a white person being white and being perceived as such by a black person. Mm-hmm. Because the real and I told her that there are real world effects to being perceived that way as a black person versus you just get hurt feelings because you get lumped in with a group of your your culture is worse mm-hmm. in my culture that means i get pulled over at higher rates uh, than my white counterpart apprehended at higher rates than my white counterpart i get uh, more jail time than my white counterpart uh, i just read an article the other day that says that a black and a white couple with uh 740 um credit score mm-hmm. the black couple on average pays a five percent more uh, interest rate on that mortgage you know and it's so many different, like a real estate agency agent is not going to take me to the neighborhood that's all white that my income would would um would allow me to live in. Mm-hmm. There are so many little things that in society fuck me up. And if you keep talking about racism on an individual level in terms that I'm not racist, then yeah, fine. I really don't, the per thing with me is I don't give a fuck how you feel about me because I'm black. That's fine. My problem is when how you feel about me being black intersects with opportunity. Mm-hmm. It intersects with how we progress in society. But anyway, I don't even know how the fuck I got here. I have no idea. <laughs> Damn. I must have had that shit, that shit boiling over <laughs> um, from that conversation today probably. And then I had a conversation last week about something with some people I should not have been trying to have that conversation with. But, you know, it is what it is. Where can they find you? 
on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we are still doing a listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it into our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artist, and send us a private message that way. And I think we have one question with a couple of questions in it. We do have a listener letter from Nikki. What's up, Nikki? Thanks for sending us something especially after our plea last week <laughs> for for y'all to send us something um you came through with that um and, and encourage everybody else who's listening and has some questions to go for it hello red and mr on point my name is nikki and i'm 26 i've been listening to y'all for about a year i found your podcast because of red's youtube page what what you mean what i just because I, I haven't really been like active on my YouTube, I kind of forget that I have it. So, thank you for for being a part of my YouTube channel. That's amazing. Okay, I have a couple of different questions. Feel free to answer as few or as many as you would like. We're gonna answer them all, Nikki. We shall. On point. I've heard you reference your student loan debt a couple of different times. Red, I'm not sure if you have debt as well. I do. <laughs> my question is as follows. How do you balance debt, especially student loan debt, while also trying to enjoy your life? I racked up a large amount of student loan debt due to my last year in grad school. It's a long story. Sometimes I want to go places and travel, but I feel crippled by my loan debt. Two, what, have you... What, just one at a time. Just take it one at a time. Well, let's read the whole letter and then okay. we go back. Two, have you all found any ways or know of any other ways that have worked for your friends for meeting possible partners without using online dating sites? I mainly meet people through online dating, but the quality of individuals have been trash. I'm currently on an indefinite hiatus from online dating. I feel you. Three, what are some of your biggest regrets? How do you make peace with yourself regarding those decisions or actions? Thanks, Nikki, sent from my iPhone. I know you didn't put that part. No, she did. Uh, but let's go back to the debt question. I do have student loan debt. Um, it sucks balls, America. Fuck you. Um, what I would say, what I've done is I um, got my payment down. Like I gotta, um, cause like you need to base this shit off of what I'm making, not what <laughs> what y'all think I'm making. So. I forgot what it's called. I did a, uh, you have to do like check in every year. Um, but where I make a payment based off of what I make as opposed to how much I owe. <laughs> so that is what has helped me. And honestly, you know, if you come up against hard times, I don't know if you know that you can always do a, um, is it a deferment? Well, they'll defer it for like a year and give you a break and then you can come back and start paying again. So that would be my suggestion. Okay. Um. So <laughs> let me tell you about me <laughs> and my long life. Um. Everything that you should not do, as it pertains to loans, is what I've done. Okay. So I want to let you know that I have zero percent credibility in giving advice or input about what to do with student loan debt. So let me tell you what I've done. And let me tell you how it's working out for me. Not a path that you should go down, especially when shit legislation is getting ready to change every day about about loans and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe legislation will change some point that will benefit me. Maybe it won't. So 
I ain't paid a loan. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the system to boil over. <laughs> but because the bulk of my loans have been over seven years old, they can't sue me for those loans. So if you didn't know about almost every state got a a, a, a statute of limitations on whether your loan company can come after you pursue mm-hmm. you for loans. So two years ago, 2016, somebody knocked on my door. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> hey, how are you? What you want? You might have been here. I don't think I was. I think you were well, here. You got served? Yeah. Uh-uh. You won? That dude had a dog with him. I was here. You were here. <laughs> that dude, right. he had a dog with him and a white truck. Yep. And you was. were pissed because his dog was running loose, like yes. you be. Yep. And yeah, I was. he said, hey, here you go, a piece of paper, sign here. Okay, I don't know what this is. It was just a piece of paper saying, we after your ass. <laughs> now, it didn't say nothing else. And it didn't say that, but it's, it said, we after your ass. He served me with a paper that said, mm-hmm. call this number, we coming for you. It turns out that the loan people were suing me Mm-hmm. For not not having a loan, I mean my loan, my, not paying my loan not back, paying it, yeah. and I'm like, dang, mind you, this is about six and a half years in on this loan. <laughs> seven years is coming up, so when seven years get to that mark, they start looking at who they can become aggressive with that loan stuff towards. Mm-hmm. I actually fought that loan in court, and it was dismissed. Because they were less than forthcoming about the information as it pertained to the loan. Now, the judge dismissed it without prejudice, which means that they can come back for me at some point in the future. But no, because that seven years is up now. (laughs) They can't come back at me after that loan. And at this point, so what happens after that is they sell that loan. They sell that loan for pennies on the dollar. Mm -hmm. And uh, go to, um, what's his name? Last week tonight. Oh, John Oliver. John Oliver. Go to last week tonight and look at John Oliver's expose on on loans. It's got a lot of information on it that might give you some insight about loans. I don't know if your loans are fresh or not, but mine are old. At 26, they fresh. She 26. They fresh. (laughs) So, like I said, this is shit you should not do. (laughs) You should not try this, but... I mean, I imagine a lot of people find themselves in their position like me because it's not that I, I ain't want to pay no loans back. It's just that the last person I talked to about loans, when I told him that my monthly income is about $1,200 mm-hmm. and my bills are about $1,000, they said, well, we can get you a rate of $1,000 per month. Hey, bitch, and I said, you just hit me? Y'all ain't even worth talking to. Y'all just stress me out. And nobody get what they wanted to end. <laughs> so ain't no point of answering y'all phone calls at this point. Yeah. You know, but it goes into something called uh zombie debt, which is is debt that uh you you don't they they that's what it's called, I think. The debt that they can't come after you for. Mm-hmm. Um but then what they'll do is I'm pretty sure we all had these calls where they'll call you and say pay fifteen dollars a month. Mm-hmm. That reinstates that seven years. Yeah. If you make that payment, that's why it's so low. If you make that payment, it reinstates seven years, but also Another part of that is if it's a mistake, that debt automatically become yours. Let's say that they call you and say, hey, uh, $15 for this debt. If that's not your debt, then you own it now. Oh, and now no. you in for seven years. So I be telling people, look, ask them, ask them to send you the information 
pertaining to the debt that you owe and determine whether you believe you actually owe it or not or if it's something that you need to dispute on your credit report. Because once you pay a payment on it, as far as the credit report concerned, you have just verified that it, it belongs to you. Mm-hmm. Um, But right now, <laughs> right now my plan is to find a woman to date <laughs> whose credit is close to <laughs> wonderful or somebody who's as messed up as mine and we could take our salaries to pay off. Our, like I, for three years, I guess I'm just going to, like my idea in my head, I don't know. I might. I'm probably be hard to find a woman who is okay with a, a plan like that, or okay with because that. So to answer your question about being feeling crippled, like that's a part of. I feel like I have to communicate to the women I date. I got debt. Well, like if you're if you're trying to find financial stability today, it won't be with me. <laughs> you know, like I do all right right now on my paycheck. Mm-hmm. You know, but. I've been in such a hole that I, it's a lot of stuff I got to take care of, mm-hmm. you know, before I can start giving away money to a system that don't need my money, you know, physically. They just supposed to get it off a of principle, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I'm I'm hoping that I date somebody who either don't care, don't have that much loans, or they value me more than the <laughs> shit that come with me, and <laughs> I want to pay off her loans like immediately. Like the first year or two, mm-hmm. half of our sal- whatever is left over from our salary. Mm-hmm. If we got to live in an apartment for three or four years to pay off her loans, let's get her loans paid off. Mm-hmm. You know, then we can start going for the credit based things that we're looking for based off of her credit or establishing her credit. And then once we get in a decent position, then start paying my loans off. That shouldn't take more than five years. You know, it, I mean, I'm, I mean, I ain't got that, that many debts, but, yeah, you know, at a certain point, a lot of these debts I got gonna be able to be dropped off of this situation by using some of these uh credit credit recovery and credit reporting agencies. Mm-hmm. So, but that but that's something I struggle with though. That crippling part, like I feel like if you don't got a college degree and you just working a job and you don't have no debt, I, society values you more than me. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. I walk around knowing that I got debt and that every time a dialogue about debt comes up, I I feel that frustration that is felt. But I've learned to compartmentalize that little frustration because I have some kind of plan for it, even though it's an unorthodox plan that I would not suggest anybody else go for. It it, is allowed me to be able to compartmentalize that frustration because I plan for it. So what I would suggest you do is make a plan for it. Like make a plan for how you going to get out of your debt, even if it's a financial plan. Well, um, she right now she I think she's paying hers. She wanted to because she can't. Her issue is that because she's paying it, she can't do nothing else. But like I said, you might want to look at getting the payment shit. lower, huh? Defer it. Either defer it. You can defer it for up to twelve months at a time. Um, if you have a financial difficulty, which most people would qualify because they like the amount they want you to pay. It's like, bitch, do you know what I do? Do you know like that this degree did not afford me like a million dollar lifestyle? Like you want me to pay a thousand or dollars a month? You lost your fucking mind. Um, so either look at getting your payments lower, lowered because you can or defer it. If you need a break, defer it. Give yourself a year so that you don't feel that pressure. Because the thing is, student loans are one of them things you 
probably be in your 80s depending on like how much debt how many times you went back to school it's gonna take you a little while to pay that shit off so I'm getting these hoes disputed <laughs> I'm waiting for them to send me another motherfucking subpoena because they ain't gonna win the shit <laughs> coming at me like that what's wrong with them I that's got a scare, friend that's a lawyer up tactics. here. She helped me do that jump. Scare tactics. It's just to get people scared so that they'll So that they reactivate that seven years. Uh-huh. But like I said, I'm I'm far behind and at the point of no return in this situation. <laughs> you know, so my issue is 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 different than than the issue that, that most people gonna have. You know, unfortunately, this is how the old motherfuckers who complain about millennials and young people set up this system to be. It set up the system so that they inflate the market with degrees, mm-hmm. um, convincing you that you need to go to college. They mark that shit up thousand percent from the four thousand dollar degree they got to the hundred thousand dollar degree that I got. Yep. You know, and have the audacity to talk shit about us when they continue to create legislation that protects the motherfuckers coming after us for loans instead of trying to figure out a way to reduce that burden. I got loans I should not have got. All I had to do was call a number and say, hey, I'm a human. I breathe. I walk. I'm in school. $50,000. Cat it your way. We going we gonna to give the school days off the top, but you getting a check for $10,000. You know, somebody who came from a poverty-stricken environment that, and, and th- that did not educate me about finances at all, the school didn't educate me, which schools never educate you. No. The, my mama them didn't have the knowledge to educate me. Nope. My granddaddy them did well, but they were by no means wealthy. You know, they did well taking care of five kids on two teacher salaries. You know, and that's what it was. I, I never had the education. So somebody that is like me going into that situation, mm-hmm. I'm going to take that money. My yep. mama even convinced me to take the money. My mama convinced me to co-sign on a loan for my brother. <laughs> Some shit you never do. No. Unless yeah. you're certain that you can you can recover the situation. Mm-hmm. If I had to co-sign for you for something red for $100, I'd do it because I got a, I got $100 there if that shit go bad. <laughs> but when I co-signed for my brother, I did not have $30,000. Hell no. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... My shit, I'm 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 deep. I'm in the quicksand. I'm in the quicksand <laughs> with my nose sticking out, <laughs> hoping that one legislation come through and and pull me out a little bit. If that don't help it happen, maybe a woman in a relationship gonna come help pull me out a little bit, <laughs> you know. But I'm in the quicksand. I really can't help you with this. But if you want some tactics from a therapist about how to deal with anxiety <laughs> and some depression <laughs> and things of that nature I'm, i can do i can do that that's hilarious but i do i do agree with red oh and fuck betsy device oh bitch ass but i won't get into that go ahead and <laughs> the next question. okay uh have you found any ways that work for you meeting people or without using online dates nope i don't know if you were on my my hair channel or if you were on my other channel where i did talk about my dating experience if you could even fucking call it that i'm in probably the same boat as you are ma'am because i have to take i take breaks i have to because i just be like fuck this i'm tired i don't want to do this um 
So I guess the question was, what other ways other than online yeah, dating? Yeah, do, do we have any ways that'll work? It's diff- the difficult thing that I found is that in every other area of your life before you become like an actual adult, before you like out of school, you're thrust into situations where it's like nothing but people for you to choose from. High school is nothing but people for you to choose from. College, grad school, nothing but people for you to choose from because you are on a campus where there are a ton of people. Once you enter the workforce and you work it five days a week, and your friends are working five days a week, or some of them then already got married and started families, and you just—it's fucking different <laughs> because you don't have as many opportunities to meet people as you do, uh, and it just makes it a lot more difficult. Uh, that's why online dating is so popular because working people—you just, you know, you don't have a lot of opportunities, and like with the profession that we have, I'm not gonna meet nobody at work because they <laughs> sick as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> or like I work with a bunch of women so even my co-workers which I would never suggest doing but they're women I work with a bunch of chicks so I'm struggling with that myself I don't really have an answer for that I'm sorry you know I might have said this at some point on the podcast but like I think we hold on too deeply to some of the parts of society that we either condition to or that we've come to expect from gender roles like from me like men jump in inboxes all the time yes i have a just real quick <laughs> we talked about leroy ketchum from nerd plate his wedding last week so i bought a dress to wear to this wedding that was a bit form fitting but what you have to understand is i was like a buck 30 at five eight for the longest so now i have curves and i was like oh shit i could get a dress that you know i look curvy and it'll be great so i did that posted a picture <laughs> when i tell you that i had niggas in my inbox and that sounds great but it isn't because they were disrespectful as fuck um so yes it men will very easily get into your inbox for the wrong reasons and these are people like some of them were people that just follow me because of that picture and, and sent me something and then they others were people who knew me and so that's even more insulting i guess like you had all this time to like say some of this bullshit and then i post this picture this is the picture that encourages you to hop in my dms <laughs> it's just I the mean, fuck first off one red filled out the dress finally she filled it out <laughs> i i don't even want to walk by you for at a certain point because dudes was looking really i didn't even notice yes. it i'm like shit i might be blocking her blessings let me i'm like let me i need to get the fuck away from this person <laughs> i didn't even notice it you wouldn't notice it you wouldn't notice it i'm sitting there like these these niggas looking at me like no <laughs> This we not we not together, but that's hilarious. That's number one. Number two, that has been the relationship between men and women. <laughs> men are looking for the aesthetic measures of what they seek in a woman, and women are looking for security. Yes, that's why a bald headed fat man that looked like the critic. You remember that show? Yes. <laughs> if he got the loot, 
<laughs> he can get somebody that is relatively attractive. Yeah, Look at Donald true. Trump. Donald uh. Trump got a whole laundry list of women that he dating. Melania dated him while his hair was like that. <laughs> she did. <laughs> That's because he provides security. And, and you know what? She gets to person. be a trophy. And she does, but he's such a... like. No, 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 no. Let's not talk about Donald Trump. Okay. We're not going to talk about Donald all right, Trump. All right. Fuck Donald Trump. Let's not do that. But what I do want to talk about are those dynamics in, in, in our culture. Like, that's what that that's what that is. Mm-hmm. And as it pertains to this question, like, why don't women do that more? Like, women take the initiative and are independent on every other measure in our society. Yes. Education. Yes. Work. Yes. Family. Yes. Fucking everything else. Well, career. I said career and work the same thing. Part but of it is hold on, hold on, hold on. societal measures. It is part of it. Hold is, on, what do you mean? Okay, go on. But when it comes to men, yes, that's the only place that they are complicit with being the complacent, 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 complicit. All right, you with being. In. I don't know. I'm gonna look, look at this shit up. Later. Complicit is you involved in a crime. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> I mean, you might be. You just don't know it at that point. <laughs> Complacent is you just what I'm saying, yeah. when, when you're complicit with when you're complicit with the system, <laughs> you're gonna get a man that gonna have you involved in some crimes. Yeah, true. But you're complete that's the only place that women are complacent with mm-hmm. a man taking the lead and them being dependent on that that man. It's like you ain't even shooting in the dark. Yeah. You let somebody else shoot in the dark for you. Part of it is society, women don't, are supposed to be forward, blah, blah, blah. And then part of it is, and I know what you're going to say, but I'm still going to say this, it's the rejection. We don't want to deal with the rejection. And I know niggas deal with rejection all the time. I know. But y'all are expected. <laughs> I think a lot of women, and that's me, like, my, I don't, I have no problem with women being forward. If you want somebody, let them know. My issue is rejection. It's not that I feel like I shouldn't because I'm a woman. It's that. I don't I don't want no nigga to tell me no. <laughs> so I just I'm not gonna do it. I feel like if he come up to me, then I know he's interested and I don't have to worry about that. If I go up to him, he might not be interested. And I I'm sitting out here looking crazy. All of the things you are saying are true. But they still represent an old dynamic that leaves women waiting for a man that seems most of the time ain't shit. Yeah. Or or he a good ass trickster because he be shit at first then ain't shit at the end. You know? I mean, I imagine that you, I know you, Red, and I imagine that Nikki, and I imagine that a whole bunch of other women just keep dealing with con artist ass dudes. Oh, yeah. Or dudes that ain't shit because they come packaged. They come packaged with well. So much. You shit. ever order something from you ever order something from QBC, QVC or your mama ordered something from QVC? My mama ordered something from QVC. You get what you want, but they give you a little bunch of bitch-ass little extra free shit on the side. <laughs> shit that was clearly like made in the 80s that they got a warehouse full of. They were like, put throw that shit in there too. <laughs> like, that's the pack. The QVC package is what men come packaged in. Yes. But infidelity, yep. that's a little package that's thrown in there on the side. That's a, a warehouse full of them shits. And a nigga that's like abusive. Yep. It's, it's a warehouse full of them motherfuckers with that shit too. Or maybe even a nigga that just ain't assertive at all. Like a nigga that just sit back in the corner and wait for your orders and be like, yes, ma'am. Like they throw some of them in there too every now and then. Man, that is not cute. You know, so. <laughs> but I just don't think it benefits a woman to to wait for that. Like when, why not 
load the die in your favor of that shit. Well, well, so where, where was she? Cause she said, so, outside of online dating, where would you find guys to even go up to that ain't online dating? Well, it depends on if you distinguish online dating from being online. Because to me, online dating means a fucking Tinder. crap shoot of blind shit. Tinder, <laughs> bu uh, Bumble, Plenty POF, of OKCupid. Mm -hmm. that, to me, that's online dating. Those are sites specifically where you create a profile and you go find somebody to date. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like going in the back of McDonald's dumpster looking for food, for good food to eat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... You'll find something to keep you alive. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you ain't going to find no fucking number one fresh. No. And your ass might get sick. Very possible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that that's what those dating sites are. But I'm a fucking combo meal. And I'm on dating <laughs> sites. So I can't say that shit don't exist. It's just hard. Like, but I feel like this is the thing. And this is what I tell everybody. Because my mom is like, why are you online dating? It's crazy. You know, I can meet these crazy niggas in Walmart too. Like, it's, I don't know why people think that only crazy people are online and only sane people that you meet in real life. That's not how that works. Uh, so I feel like it's just like with anything else, you, you just kind of have to sift through the bad. But I think that real world dating is the same way because you can meet somebody, you know, I, I take my dogs to the park and every now and then there'll be a dude out there walking his dog. You know, I could meet somebody through that real world experience that's not online, but he could be just as fucking crazy as somebody that I met online. And actually, I'm going to know less about him going in because I just got your phone number. You got my phone number online. You had to fill out this profile. Now, a lot of niggas lie on the profile, but I still start out with a little bit more information that way. So online dating it's just like any other dating you have to kind of sift through well in this i'm gonna assume that online dating is that part where it's just so many so you so much you're in the dark about that it's a problem mm -hmm. that's why websites like tinder and bumble they put people that you share friends with mm -hmm. because hell they want you to be able to go say hey mm -hmm. i just ran across this person on on tinder you know them is they fucking crazy or not? I judge people by the friends that we have in common. Because let me tell you, some of the friends we have in common, we don't need to have in common. Because I'm like, why are you friends? Like, I'm, I'm like Facebook friends with this person. Like, are you Facebook friends or y'all real friends? Because that nigga crazy. <laughs> no. I mean, you never know. I judge I, people sometimes by the friends we have in common. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I don't I don't really. The thing is different from men to women well, anyway, you know. I would never feel threatened. Oh yeah, you know about a mm -hmm. woman from looking at her picture versus a woman might. That's yeah, something y'all always got to consider. Y'all always got to consider that nigga gonna show up ready to strong arm your ass. You know. You do. Yeah. I, what I. Well, so let me let me get my suggestion. Real okay. Quick. Um, my so my suggestion from that is, uh, from Facebook conversations and dialogues that you have with people that are connected when you see somebody that. I don't know if you own in dialogues that much on Facebook, but if you interact with somebody that, you know, you think is worth at least having a conversation with, reach out to them to have a conversation. One, you already know where their mind is on something because you're having an active dialogue with them. Two, you know that they're connected by somebody that you trust enough to have on your Facebook page, see their statuses and comment on because the people I don't want to interact with 
I don't follow them. They shit don't show up on my page, and I unfollow when they keep putting shit I don't like. So, yep. you know, I think that loads the die a little bit in your favor. Not to say that you will be accepted by everybody that you reach out to like that, nope. you know. But all of this shit is a risk. And from my hopeless romantic perspective, the more risk there is, the more worth whatever comes out of it when it works out is 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 valuable. My suggestion. Is a suggestion that I give that I'm trying to do myself, but I'm pretty shit at. <laughs> um, do stuff that you're comfortable doing by yourself. Like I don't at 26, this might not be your issue, but at 33, my issue, most of my female friends, because I had, I was talking to somebody that had an issue <laughs> with the fact that I have so many male friends. But the reason why I have so many male friends is because most of my female friends they had babies or they didn't got married, and so they it ain't they can't just hop up and go do no shit it has to be planned because they got to find somebody to watch the kids or some shit so you know i have a lot of male friends um and so if that's the case going out the same way we was at the wedding and people was assuming that we were together that's what happens when you go out with like male friends so i've been trying to do stuff like take my dog to the park where there will be other people there but i don't feel weird being there by myself because i'm walking the dog. you know what i'm saying so i've been trying to figure out stuff that i could do by myself where i'm not going to be feel weird because when i feel weird i'm not approachable because my resting bitch face is the stuff of legends <laughs> when i'm uncomfortable but at a park when i'm walking around with, and i had somebody um he was not attractive but somebody that like had you know came up with their dog the last time i took remy to the park so do stuff that you're comfortable doing by yourself where you there'll be people for you to interact with but it won't be weird that you're there by yourself i guess like that taking a, i don't know if you have any pets but taking your dog to the dog park is one of those things where a lot of people gonna be there by themselves with their pet or a lot of people gonna be in the park and we've had some beautiful days i don't know where she lives in alabama we've had some nice days so that's what i've been trying to do even that is hard though. you can also go do meetup.com and you know sometimes they have like Groups. 20s and 30s mm -hmm. dining out groups where you know they all just get out get mm -hmm. a party table and yep. everybody that come can interact and meet yep. i don't know if it's a sausage fest or not i would assume that it is i assume that it's a bunch of dudes and yeah. a relatively lower number of women but you know it's that might more women than men in my experience i did do meet up when i first moved to birmingham it was way more women. It wasn't a lot of dudes. And it's normally a lot of groups outside of that. Like Red has been to some photography. Yep. But they I got had like Meetup. It was through Meetup. Yeah, that was through Meetup. Mm -hmm. Like so, Meetup has a bunch of different groups. If you like game nights, they have some groups where yep. they have like game nights, and that it ain't like at somebody's house. Yeah. Like I don't think Meetup lets you do that. That no, they don't meet at like a library or specific places yeah. that's set up for that. So yeah. you know, you might upon doing activities that you enjoy, you already got the you get to meet them in person you get to see their personality in action without expecting to actually meet somebody yeah and you get to yeah and you participate in something that you know you both you both value so that's something to do that photography group i ain't met up no more and the last time they met it's like a bunch of them you need to get in a different one i do the last time we met it was at um botanical gardens and right about now out of the motherfucking pilot i would last five minutes last <laughs> on the ground shaking <laughs> I would die. So right now that ain't an uh, option, but yeah, Meetup is really good because they, all kind of stuff, um, all kind of different interest groups. I was part of a movie group. They all get together, go to the movies uh, together. Um, just shopping, which I don't do, but they had a shopping group, but that's not, you're just going to be a bunch of women. 
You and a bunch of women shopping, so maybe not that one. Not even the right kind of women. No. Not the right kind of women for a dude like me that sh- would shop. I think women who shop, 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 that would be a part of a shop group, mm-hmm. need a man that's just at home building a deck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, not somebody who would shop with them. Yeah, true. But yeah, that's last question. Last question. What if some what are some of your biggest regrets? How did you make peace with yourself regarding those decisions or actions? The only one that I have. Oh uh, well, let me not say that. The one that came to mind first when um I saw this question was my undergraduate degree. My under my undergraduate degree was in criminal justice. And no shade to anybody else with a criminal justice degree, but it ain't really shit you can do with that. And the reason why that is a regret is when I was in high school I've talked about this before. I had like ridiculously low self-esteem. And so the only thing that I felt like I had going for me was that I was smart. Everybody always told me how smart I was. I made good grades. People came to me when they need help with shit. Like that's, that was very much a part of who, what my identity was. My fear was going into college that I was going to get to college and realize that I wasn't as smart as everybody thought that I was. So instead of picking something that, I would have loved or and that might have been a little bit more difficult I picked something that wasn't really challenging so that I could kind of hold on to that because I you know I had great grades because it wasn't hard (laughs) um and so just looking back now I know that I was capable of doing whatever it was that I wanted to I could have majored in anything and probably um done very well um so that's something that I always look back on and be like, I wasted four fucking years and a shit ton of money that I'm still paying back on some bullshit that I'm not even using. Um, and I mean, the uh, second part of that, how you deal with it is eh, I, I went, the way that I dealt with it was going back, getting the masters in something that I actually wanted to do. And that was actually challenging for me. Uh, so I, you know, I didn't just wallow in it. I decided that I was going to, uh, prove to myself that I could, you know, you could have done better. You could do better now, and you were capable of it then. Um, but yeah, so my undergraduate degree is some bullshit. It just, I, I forget the shit even. Like when somebody asks me, like, oh, you got a master's in counseling, what's your undergraduate in? I still feel like a level of like, uh, it's criminal justice. <laughs> like, it's a criminal justice degree. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that would be mine. Okay. So I got a macro and a micro regrets. Because <laughs> he guess. got to be extra. I'm extra. <laughs> extra, extra. Read all about it. Macro regret is just not being vocal throughout my life. Like mm-hmm. I have said this on the show before, but I haven't I I haven't I didn't start talking until I was about twenty five. You make up for it now though. I mean I got to, <laughs> you know, but when I, when I tell you that I didn't talk, I didn't talk nominated for the quietest person in the school, the first three years of my high school career. Wow. So I definitely didn't talk before that, but like the first three years of my high school career, not nominated in my senior year, I, I, I was a little bit more open a little bit more vocal. I mean, I, I've always communicated with everybody. I always said, hey, people always said, hey, to me. Mm-hmm. So I think that goes to most quiet opposed to uh, a Lashana Williams, who I've only heard her speak on the basketball court because she played basketball because she was always nominated with me. And Dwayne Arnett, 
He just would not talk. I don't know what that was about. He would talk to me because he knew I wasn't going to talk to nobody about him talking to me. <laughs> but Got to keep his secret. <laughs> yeah, but like, Batman out like, here. I considered him my friend back then, but he never talked. You know, and <laughs> they were the ones that clearly didn't talk. But I interacted with people in my senior year, so it didn't go that far. But even through undergrad, and even through, I got through with, uh, I went to Auburn after I graduated. I barely spoke then, except to my, my close friends. I left there and I didn't speak. And when I say I didn't talk, I mean, not only did I not talk, I don't even remember how I made decisions back then. I don't, I was so heavily influenced by what other people was doing and trying to figure out how to mold my own path that I don't really remember how I even made decisions back then. And when I... What year was it? I graduated from when I went to a AUM in two thousand and four. Mm -hmm. In two thousand and five, I started delivering pizza. When I decided that year that I was going to go into psychology, and in my world, I was going to be a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to talk to people. I'm going to have to interact with people. I intentionally went and got a job at Red Lobster to be a server because I knew that was going to bring dialogue out of me. I knew mm -hmm. that was going to be where I had to speak and communicate mm -hmm. and that was the best thing that i could have done for myself considering who i was because not only did it do that but it it helped in it in what word am i looking for it introduced me mm -hmm. to a whole bunch of people's personalities and temperaments and how to deal with this kind of person that kind of person i dealt with rich people i dealt with poor people i dealt with white people black people all other kind of brown people mm -hmm. i dealt with so many different contexts of people just that i was serving and not only that but the dynamic between the co-workers and stuff mm -hmm. like i have a lot of great relationship with a lot of co-workers like the people that i served with a lot of them are, my, are the republicans that that i was talking about earlier yeah you know a lot of them like I, they just were dependable for me at work they helped my days go by better and they they valued me as a person, mm -hmm. you know? So at a certain point, I, I really don't care what their opinions were and what they thought. So I don't want to, I don't have to read them if I want to, but well. you know, that I feel like in my life, had I spoken more then things would be better. Mm -hmm. I don't know what better means, but it would be, I just feel like it would be better. So for me, that's like a big regret overall in my life. My micro regret is serving at Red Lobster one time. I had this table. It was two attractive women mm -hmm. at the table. And I'm serving them, doing my thing. I'm, I was, when I ended my serving life, I was really good at serving. Mm -hmm. Like Red Lobster would say three table max, Eddie can have six. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I was good at, at what I did. Or one time she said, Eddie can have that whole room. And I took a whole room with like 12 tables in it mm -hmm. and I ran that shit, you know? So I was good at it. But when I was finding my confidence in serving, mm -hmm. I didn't have my confidence in myself as a person. So these two girls at this table, both attractive, I'm doing my thing, I'm serving. One of them goes to the bathroom mm -hmm. and the other one says, hey, my friend likes you. If you ask for her phone number, she's going to give it to you. And... Today, me would be like, oh, shit. So her friend and, and her been talking about me at some point mm -hmm. when I was gone. I have the evidence to indicate that that means that this girl probably feeling me and that the chances of me getting this number is high. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask her for that number when she come back out. The version of me then thought, you know, this might be a trap. Like <laughs> she might want her friend 
to like me and she might be getting me set me up to ask her friend for a number that she don't expect because she ain't thought about that mm -hmm. and you know so i'm not gonna ask for it so i didn't ask for that number and i thought about it that shift i thought about it that day i thought about it that week and when people and when the word regret come up i think about that moment because that ain't the only isolated moment that something like that has happened to me mm -hmm. where my confidence didn't match what I hoped that I could have done. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's been a lot of isolated moments, especially when it comes to women mm -hmm. that I could, if I would have just took that step, if I would have just thought, and, and I think a big part of it is that I, I was not, I wasn't raised by, I, I didn't have a vision of what men do. Mm -hmm. because I raised my mama and my granddaddy was was next door. Mm -hmm. So he was the version I got of a man. And I'm not saying that all men give their kids that bullshit, but if it had been my daddy, <laughs> then I would have just been another one of them niggas. Yeah. If it had been my stepdaddy, I would have been another one of them niggas. If it had been my older brother, I just would have been another one of them, them niggas. Yeah. You know, so I don't have the skill set that it takes to be aggressive and assertive and have a level of confidence that maybe you should or shouldn't have that men have when it comes to women sometimes mm -hmm. you know i didn't have that then and my granddaddy next door like he was too old to he was too old to be participating in shenanigans for me to see if he had participated in the minimum before because mm -hmm. when i was born my granddaddy was 70 <laughs> you know like his meat stopped working 20 years ago <laughs> you know what i'm saying like when i was born so shenanigans wasn't in his thing if it ever was you know mm -hmm. so i just don't think I, I didn't have those skills and my stepdaddy who was horrible both of them who abused my mama created a situation where behaving that way was contrary for me like i i just knew i wasn't gonna act like that it became a uh an aversion mm -hmm. because i saw what that has done to a woman i never want to do that you know so that's one of my regrets uh, micro regrets it's, it's not that specific moment it's just the fact that there is a, a, a combination of moments in which i wish i had the confidence then that i believe i have now how did you deal with both of those because that was part of the question I what know. i the way i dealt with not talking is i went to red lobster and got a job and i told myself that i got to talk to people in order to overcome this not talking and the way I explained to people how I feel it was, because clearly from how much I talk now, mm -hmm. I have had the capacity to use words and, and, and like this. But I tell people, I think my brain was like, a li imagine a library, the last library you went in, imagine all the shelves knocked down and, and everything knocked out of place. I feel like that was my brain up to 25. And I feel like it took me 25 years to pick up them shelves organize my thoughts and dialogue and vocabulary and everything in a way that I wanted to. Now I can pull it out with the quickness. Like I can have a conversation, a dialogue about anything, anywhere. And I feel like I can just pull from that information. And, and it just took 25 years to get to that point, mm -hmm. you know? And, and so put, putting myself in a position where I had to speak, pull me out of that situation. Uh, the micro regret, uh, I haven't fully resolved that. I have confidence but my confidence needs to be based on evidence like i said about mm -hmm. that situation like if a woman tell me hey my friend want to talk to you you need to go ask for her number i'll go ask for the number mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying if she fits all my other qualifications <laughs> <laughs> i'll go ask for that number but yeah. if it's just you like that girl how she look you don't know much else about her mm -hmm. go step up to her and take your chance that's what i'm working on now i'm working on 
taking that initiative that I would have gotten were a male in my life to have, mm-hmm. but it would have came with that QVC bullshit with it. <laughs> and I'd rather have what I have now and be working on what I'm working on than to have that extra extra bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've been talking a lot. We have. Thank you so much. No, I've been talking oh, a lot. Oh, yeah. And then, well, I, I talk. I'm going to talk a lot with these stories. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Nikki. Uh, one for probably aren't currently watching my YouTube because I ain't been punching it on there, but just in general for being subscribed and watching my videos because um, just thank you. And also for your questions and because we needed them. Anybody else that wants to contribute to our listener letter, please feel free. Hey, I got a YouTube channel too. He does. It's called Always On Point. <laughs> it's food reviews. It is. And hey, me and Cole Jackson and Shogun from the Government Name Podcast and Leroy Ketchum and Rockman 3K3 did an epic 21 chocolate milk review. It's we the got, most ridiculous. We thing. bought all the chocolate milks that <laughs> I bought all the chocolate milks that I could find. And it ended up being 21 of them. It was a four-day span. We I went to about 13 different stores and found all the milks I can find that I was willing I to buy. I came in here. And this nigga had, I was like, what the fuck is all this chocolate milk? What are you doing? He was like, it's for a video. It's like, okay. It, it was 21 milk. Like it was It was ridiculous. 21 milks. We did a chocolate milk review. If you don't ever go watch it, Promised Land Chocolate Milk. Go find some. <laughs> don't give a fuck where you are now. It is definitely in Publix. And... It's a store that begins with an R. If you don't have a Publix, it's a store that begins with an R. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but a dude on the YouTube video comments, he said, we don't have Publix, but it's in this store. Go find Promised Land Milk. If you drink chocolate milk, which I don't. Get that strawberry milk. I can't have milk. I feel like you should anyway. <laughs> I feel like if you're lactose intolerant, you should at least know. What the best of the best delicious chocolate or strawberry milk tastes like <laughs> before you say fuck it. But I, I got I had to get a root canal, so I stopped doing videos on it. It's been a long time since that root canal, but my tooth is not right still. Yeah. So I gotta get that recovered. But uh I do have some videos that I'm editing that I, I'm gonna put up for it. So go check that out too. I cut my hair off, which is what my YouTube so I, I don't know, maybe I'm growing it back out now, so we'll see. But anyhow, thank you, Nikki. Um, anybody else that would like to send us uh, a letter, we welcome them. You can send it into our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook and send us a message that way, which is obviously Conversation Con Artists. Um, I guess I'm going to start with what could potentially be an uncomfortable uh-uh. story. I'm sorry. I got what? a question first. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. So, Black Panther just officially hit over avengers mm-hmm. it is now the highest grossing superhero movie it is i saw that uh my brother who is currently out in hollywood pursuing acting degree we at a panel where it was some black actors and they were talking about black uh the black experience in hollywood uh the question is black panther a black movie came up and so i want to ask you the question is black panther a black movie yes why is black panther a black movie if what do you mean by black movie that's I mean, so because you asked that, now we have to define what yes. black movie is. Mm-hmm. So 
when I think of a black movie, I don't just think of a movie that got a bunch of black people in it. I think of a movie that encapsulates somehow a black experience. Okay. So when I think of a black movie, I think of I think of Friday. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's what I think of. Yeah. So in this question being asked, I'm in the middle of is Friday and Black Panther on the same list of movies? It is, but the reason why I think it, they can be on the same list is that for the same reason that I get annoyed at, at white people sometimes for putting it, our experiences are vast. We have a lot of different experiences, and so Friday can be a black experience, and so can Black Panther. The reason why I say Black Panther is a black movie, and I knew that you, because we had talked about this earlier, about the black experience. The reason why I think it qualifies is that Killmonger defined like that was his whole storyline was a lot of being black in America being black in America knowing that you had these ties to Africa because we know about slavery and we know about all of those things but not really having a tie to Africa because we are not of there uh never been there don't know we don't really have that culture we have the black American culture and he embodied kind of that that kind of weird relationship that we have uh, with Africa. So I feel like it is a black experience movie. It's just a different experience. And also I just feel like a look at what Africa could have been had it not been colonized by white people. I feel like that's also part of the black experience. Okay. So your definition of a black movie did not just mean that a whole bunch of black people are in it. No. Are there any movies you could think of that got a bunch of black people in it that ain't a black movie? No, because white people don't allow that. Like, this movie is the first movie that this even has to be a question. Because normally, it is black people in it is about slavery. It's about drug dealer, like uh, American Gangster. It's about, it's about the uh, some kind of negative black experience, but we they and that's part of why i'm so glad that these actors got a chance to be in black panda because it was a, a positive black experience but no i can't think of a movie that just had black people that was not about the black experience like i was the the moonlight have a component of race or was it mostly lgbt no it had right because he got beat it's like it's like the, the the black lbgt experience okay so it did because he dealt with issues of being a little black boy growing up in the hood and being gay and niggas was chasing him at home whooping his ass <laughs> and shit after school like so. i really can't think of no a movie that or a tv show mm -hmm. that don't have something to do with with the black experience because hollywood don't allow that to happen like i'm trying right now i really can't think like of you can you might get one or two black characters on the screen or or in the in the general experience yeah but i can't think of no movies that nope don't have some component of africa or black or poverty mm -hmm. or you know black lgbt intersectionality new jack, new jack city uh boys in the hood like the wood so like it'll have to be a movie <laughs> like inception Except everybody's black exactly. and don't shit got shit to do with race. Yes. At all. Yep. For it to be not a black movie. So I don't think any black any movie that have had a shit ton of black actors in it has not been a black movie. Because 
or it hasn't been a movie about the black experience because that's what Hollywood do. <laughs> that's that's when they're allowed to be in a movie with just people that look like them is when it is something about the black experience. Usually a negative black experience. Like I said, thankfully, Black Panther is a more positive look at the black experience and what the black experience could have been again once if, if, if Africa had never been colonized. Um, but no, they, I can't think of nothing. Every movie that I can think of, like I have a whole little urban section to my DVDs, as you know, and paid in full is drug dealing. Um, I can't think of nothing. I can't think of anything. Okay, well, so yeah, that was just. I agree, but. I am just perplexed that Friday and Black Panther go on the same list in that sense. Because at a certain point, I don't even want it to be black movie. I just want it to be movie. Like, why I got to be black movie? Well, Because that's a label that, I'm asking the question in this way, but that's a label that white America has put on mm -hmm. movies that don't got enough white people in it for them. But I think black people, Black Panther looked at as a, I think a lot of black folks was like, yes. <laughs> like, because even though it is a movie, a, it's a superhero movie, it's a, a comic book movie, we haven't had this where everybody in it was black. We didn't had some, like, Storm is in X-Men, so the X-Men movies, you know, she make a, a, a cameo here and there. Technically, all the X-Men black. How are all the X-Men black? In the context of the civil war that the society's having that's based on the civil war of race in our country, civil war, the mutants are black and the the people that are not mutants are white. Yeah. And so the mutants get the discrimination mm -hmm. that, you know, the the non mutants don't get in that world. But for a little black boy, a little black girl that's not looking at concepts that deep when they go look at an X Men movie. I wish Storm I wish our oppression came with superpowers. <laughs> Matter of fact, if I could, shit, if I could create a, a hurricane, yeah. a little micro hurricane in the middle of the park, just because I'm mad, <laughs> shit, I want that. But I'm saying, like, I, I mean, needless to say, that sound like I'd be on Magneto side, but I'm more of a Professor X. Yeah, I wouldn't hurt nobody for, with no powers. Oh, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that Black Panther black people were really black people that don't even fucking do, do no comic book shit any other time was like with this movie because they was excited because it's a black cast it's about africa they was with it like even people that don't do comic book stories normally like they don't know shit about none of this they ain't trying to see the lead up to um infinity war oh shit this has nothing to do with this but i saw the trailer for deadpool 2 i'm so excited he i'm so excited i'm so excited it's it's uh independent reviews coming out for it saying that this is like um, an amazing movie oh i'm so excited i love deadpool because i love anybody that's a smart ass and ryan reynolds does such a good job or he did such a good job in the first one the from the preview that i saw he's doing amazing an amazing job in this one like and he's not as self-loathing in this one as he was in the first one. He, he's not as, you know, because he's all scarred up underneath the his um his suit. I, I think he's a little he's less self-loathing in this one. It's just it's amazing. I'm I'm excited. It's like is it in May? It comes out in May. Mm -hmm. So fucking excited. Ready Player One is uh 
from some people I communicate with is really good too, and I want to watch that because I know it's gonna have that nostalgic feel to it. Ready play? Have I seen the preview for that? You, it was a, I think it was on Black Panther when we saw it. It's the movie had Iron Giant in it, and I don't know. <laughs> ah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> anyway, but I'm excited about Deadpool too. I'm excited. I'm ready, and I'm excited for Infinity War. But Deadpool come out I first. I forgot what I was saying too. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, oh, I ain't got nothing to do with shit. Here I we know. Go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to get it out because I, I just thought about it because we were talking about superhero movies. Um, I bet, I bet, because that happened a lot, like between me and you. I think they be listening to the podcast, waiting for a point to finish, and then we get to some bullshit, and then I never finish the point, and motherfucker be like, damn, you left me hanging. <laughs> if that's the case, let me know. <laughs> we sorry. Try to work on it. This is. This is how the natural flow of our conversations is. <laughs> so this yeah, is we, do. we just doing what we will be doing on her couch without microphones. If pretty much we weren't doing it, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, except we wouldn't be talking to fake people that exist. Well, they exist now because they exist. But if we were on her couch, we'd be talking to fake people because we wouldn't have listener oh, yeah. letters. Yeah, so true. you know, talk to my dogs. That don't count. <laughs> be yelling at your damn dogs. <laughs> Niggas is bad. Dang, people, they don't know what them words is. They don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> they know when they know you ain't tones. happy. Yes, they know tones. Because if their tone changed, they get it together. Okay, what you got? Let me just I was going I'm sorry, I was gonna bring up a point, the last point about Black Panther. I think Black Panther was real good for Africans, but Killmonger was as mad as we is in America. Yeah. You know, like as far as being an African American, yeah, as Killmonger was, mm-hmm. he was mad as we is. Pretty much, you know, one about the white experience, but his anger for the white experience was at the people who abandoned him, mm-hmm. not at it was at the oppressors to a degree because he was finna fuck them up. Oh hell yeah, you know, but bombs away. But I mean, that's just an <laughs> observation to make. What you got? Let me just get this out of the way. So Amber Rose. And Black China are best friends. Um, besties. They're besties. BFFs. Whatever. Black China was doing an interview, a radio interview, and her definition. Black China? Damn it. Amber Rose is doing a radio interview, and her definition of taking up for her best friend, Black China, and all of the shit people talking about her, because people talking about her being with this little young ass boy. People talking about her because her ass look like a dirty diaper that's full. People talking about Black China for a bunch of different reasons. But the thing that Amber Rose decided to cape for her on was, if y'all think that my best friend don't know how to suck dick, you're crazy. <laughs> just, that's some whole shit. That's some whole best friend shit. Because I cannot imagine a situation where I would have been in with one of my female friends where I would have been like, she do know how to suck dick. What you mean? <laughs> I wonder so that it brings up so many questions <laughs> like because there's only so many ways she could have access to this knowledge yeah off the top of my head three ways I mean I could see that with them one of the ways is mm-hmm. we've seen each other do this at some point yes maybe we've done it together mm-hmm. maybe not but I wouldn't allude to that being a possibility if that's the case mm-hmm. or maybe Black China just give real good advice to Amber Rose about it <laughs> Like, girl, you got to grab the end and then the ball at the same time and you got to twist 
Why your mouth on the tip? <laughs> Work every time. And then I'm Rose do that shit and she be like, oh damn. Like trying to know how to suck some meats. <laughs> or or the the last least probable way is I won't say it's the least probable, but it represents the the level of wholeness with Amber Rose. Because it means that without having any knowledge of whether she can or not, she so deeply assumes that everybody she's connected with can suck some meats <laughs> that she will take up for them to the death about it. I feel like it's probably that. Or the threesome. It's very they look like they, they would do a threesome together, I feel. They probably maybe they have. I don't know. She her Kanye and Amber probably did a, a threesome and signed some non disclosures. And then her Amber and Tiger probably did some threesomes and they signed a non disclosure. It wouldn't surprise me. No. It wouldn't it would. surprise me at all if that's the case. No. And her taking it up for her. She didn't say it was because she'd seen her do it. She was just basically, well, look at her. Don't she look like she can suck dick? And she basically, I didn't see the the uh, sex tape that was released. Uh, but apparently on the sex tape, so Amber Rose was like, well, and then if you got somebody sitting on your chest, you know, it makes it a little harder. So I'm assuming that the dude was sitting on her chest in the sex tape because that's what she alluded to. Well, me answering this question... <laughs> This answering the question implies that I had watched the sex tape. The answer is yes. <laughs> but not in the way that she was saying it. All right. Okay. Because I haven't seen it. So. So he was kind of like his knees up at where her breasts at with his meat at her mouth like that position. I so he wasn't sitting on no, her No, he chest. wasn't sitting on her chest like sitting in a damn chair. She made it. That's what she made it sound like. And so because I was like, well, if somebody, you can't breathe. Well, that goes to represent the level of her wholeness, which <laughs> indicates that she believes everybody knows exactly what she was talking about when she said sitting on her chest. Sitting on, her, on the chest, I thought he had his his knees like on her chest. No. <laughs> like that's what nah. that, or he was like actually sitting on her chest. No. Like that's what I envisioned when I He's when she basically said that. straddled over her stomach. Okay. That's like not that. On, that's not you know, I mean, technically, his ass is on her chest, but he's not sitting there. Like, he's not putting pressure on that. Yeah, that's what she made it seem like. So, I just, the only reason that I brought this up is just, it's just very funny to me the difference in, in the friendship with these two hoes. As, as it, like I said, I had female friends my whole life and not one time have I been in the situation where I was like, she can suck dick. What do you mean? See, and, and you know, I'm, I don't want it to sound like I'm calling Amber Rose a hoe when I say wholeness. It's a scale. <laughs> on that scale of wholeness, you can be zero. You can be not a hoe on that scale. She ain't I'm zero. just saying on that scale of wholeness, if it exists, there is something that puts you high. It's like when you get around radiation and that shit start moving real fast at the top. Like it's some shit that she say that be like, oh, that shit, the whole meter done went up high. You know what I'm saying? But Like when the volume too high and it go up to the red. <laughs> like when she say shit like, if you think my best friend don't know how to suck dick, bloop, it goes up high. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just, 
So if y'all don't know, I don't know how you would not know this. Black China is dating this little eighteen girl who looks twelve. Like he looked way eighteen is way too fucking young anyway. But like he looks even younger than that. And so people been giving her shit about that. I feel like that if you gonna take up for your friend, people like looking at her like she a pedophile. But like this is the thing that's important to Amber. Of all the things that people talking shit about her friend, this is what's important to her. This is like let me clear the air right now. She can suck a dick. I, I don't care nothing about the little boy she dated, and I don't care nothing about, you know, all of this shit she got going on with the Kardashians, y'all. Say, but she can suck a dick. If there is nothing else, she, like, who the, it just, well, see, me, it just threw me. I am perplexed by the idea that there is some, you should be able to look at somebody and understand something about sex with them. <laughs> what I can look at Black China and see is that she can afford to go to the doctor, the plastic surgeon specifically. Terrible. Or the butt injector. They did a terrible job. That shit look like a full diaper. I can tell <laughs> that she knows the difference between cheap weave and expensive weave. But she looks weird to me. Yeah, her face, her forehead. Her eyebrows is too big or something. It's her face. They're like caterpillars. <laughs> it's how her, she has a gigantic fucking forehead. I don't know. She does look weird. But she I mean, different weird. strokes for different folks. I guess. You know, yeah. I don't call her ugly. That you know, she's attractive in some ways, but like she just not my, she ain't my brand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when I go to the store, I want to buy Barbara's milk. You know what I'm saying? Don't mean I won't buy Sam's Club. <laughs> it don't mean I won't buy Great Value. And they even got some cheaper shit than Great Value now. Really? Yeah, it's like daily milk or some shit. <laughs> Is it like two dollars and eighty eight cents? I don't know what that shit is. <laughs> it don't sound like that. I don't. I don't drink. feel comfortable buying it. It's cheap milk. <laughs> it sounds terrible. <laughs> I bought it before. Was it terrible? Tastes regular. Okay. You didn't die. Nah, that ain't the measure I want to use by <laughs> which I accept shit that <laughs> I put did, in my body. But did you die though? <laughs> yeah, like mm, mm, I, I eat it, but if I don't die, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want it to be delicious, and I want to feel better tomorrow. Okay. Those things don't always go together. Maya. This, Did y'all know Maya was a vegan? Let me tell you something. Maya came out and said that she had a dialogue about dating non-vegan men and said that she could taste death on their breath. Let me tell you something about fucking vegans. Vegans get on my last fucking nerves. Let me tell you something. If you decide that you don't want to eat no animals and no animal byproducts, that is your fucking business. But to talk shit about the rest of us that's been doing the shit that's been done forever, kiss my ass. You gonna be just like Chili, Maya. Chili, did you ever see that dating show that she had? Yep. With that well, ridiculous- let me, let me know. But I know what you're talking about. That unrealistic ass list of criteria that she had. That why the fuck she's still by her damn self right now. And Maya, you finna be in the same boat. Talking about you can taste death on somebody, bro. Shut the fuck up. That is the stupidest shit that I've ever heard. Vegans get on my nerves. Like, they act like I saw something. A, a black man who's vegan wearing a shirt talking about how it's... um this is the only area where rape and murder is okay breeding animals is not rape that to even like but that's just how crazy vegans are like y'all be doing too fucking much but you ain't saying shit about the labradoodle you got <laughs> huh. it's 
Exactly. You, you ain't talking about it. puppy oppression. You don't talk about <laughs> vegan oppression, meat oppression. You ain't talking about puppy oppression. <laughs> like we ain't taking these animals, throwing them in cages and bringing them together and then selling them. Cause you gotta have this special ass dog. Exactly. Like I just I can't. If you're a vegan and that's the lifestyle that you have decided, that's fine. That is fine. But don't shit on me. Cause guess what? I'm gonna have this steak and you can kiss my ass. I sure the fuck am. And if you understand that my 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 breath smell like death, well, bitch, get out my face because I'm gonna eat this steak. Like you, I don't understand why you deciding to do something in your life mean that you got to condemn everybody else that don't want to do the shit. You can kiss my ass, Maya. I'm starting to feel. Who checking for Maya right now? I'm starting to feel like there's something about meat that keeps us grounded in reality. (laughs) You know, like I'm starting to feel like the less components of animals that you take out of your body, you start, I don't know what start happening to your ass because it's like. You are, you you eat meat and you're you're normal. Now I'm not saying everybody to eat meat normal clearly, but on the level of when you get the vegan because vegetarian, I mean you still eat eggs and yeah. milk and things that come from the animal, just not the animal. Vegan, you but can't once have you shit. Went, once all the shit from the animals gone, or maybe it ain't what it ain't. Maybe it ain't animals grounding you. Maybe it's vegetables doing some shit crazy to your ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe tofu is fucking your life up <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Maybe the shit that they are putting in your food to get it to taste like shit that's actually delicious. And I'm not saying that vegan shit can't be delicious. I had a vegan brownie one time. Okay. I don't know how the fuck they made it. Delicious as it was. But I bet it took 12 hours. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I bet it took a lot of intricate little shit you had to do. It does. Like... and I mean, again, if that's what you want, that's fine. My issue is that when they become so condescending, saying shit like I can smell death on his breath, bitch, of all the things for you to get up in arms about, we got another story, which we'll be talking about later, of a black person getting shot on their own fucking property, minding their own fucking business, and you talking about a nigga mouth smell like death. Kiss my ass. We got a president that's about to get us all blown to Timbuktu or finna tra- start a trade war where we gonna enter another motherfucking depression. But you talking about this nigga who all he did was have some chicken, it got death on his breath. You can kiss my ass. That is not... Okay, I can't like see meant no stinking breath vegans. <laughs> Vegan just because you don't eat meat don't mean your breath straight. I, I don't feel care. like it probably would be worse. <laughs> I just feel like no. I think it don't got nothing to do with your diet <laughs> unless you ate shrimp and don't brush your teeth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if you don't take care of your mouth, your mouth gonna stink. Yeah, that don't got nothing to do with if you ate meat last week or if you were vegan today. I mean, and I don't listen. I don't agree with with people that eat meat talking shit about being as a, like as far as I can't believe you don't eat meat. I don't care what you do, but what you're not gonna do is come trying to make me feel guilty about this good hamburger that I'm partaking of. You shut up. You can shut up talking to me. And as far as the, the talking about how it's more healthy and people lose weight, it's some fat as fuck vegans out here. So also kiss my ass on that. I guilt guilt. I don't, guilt don't even register for me when a vegan talking. <laughs> they be like, I don't eat meat. Mo meat for me. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Go on with your none meat in self. <laughs> and I just, you know. She now, gonna have a side of vegetables with a main course of vegetables. <laughs> now, if you want to 
pay more attention to what you're eating if you don't want to eat some of this you know hormone and if you want to be more organic and okay that's fine but it and even if you want to go vegan that's also fine but my thing is do not go trying to talk shit to other people because you think you better now because you having to supplement your diet and shit guess what all i have to do is eat my three meals a day and i got everything that i need you having to go out here and buy all of these motherfucking supplements and shit because there is protein there are things that eating meat provides to your diet that you are not having to be creative as fuck to get so what that tells me if i wasn't meant to eat meat it would mean that if i just stopped eating meat i wouldn't have to supplement a motherfucking thing because we ain't supposed to eat the shit anyway but the fact that you gotta go and find ways to get all this other stuff that you need when you stop eating meat that lets me know that i'm doing what the fuck it is that i'm meant to do so you can kiss my ass so fuck my ass. <laughs> um suge knight suge knight uh has not been to trial yet and the reason why is because his trial keeps getting pushed back because his lawyers keep quitting and now his 15th defense lawyer has quit and i just want to know have a reason uh i don't think they give i already know the reason because <laughs> as soon as they walk in the room suge might be like i just want to let you know i did all the shit they say i did i just want to go ahead and put that on the table but you gonna get me out of it or your wife and your family going to die. So I feel like that's what Suge Knight would do. I want you to know that you're absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been keeping up with this case, the entire trial has been played with witness tampering allegations, illegal phone calls, Suge Knight's health issues, and even death threats for lawyers, jurors. <laughs> so yeah, but I... Like, if you are on trial for murder, threatening your lawyer ain't a good idea. All he gonna do is just quit like they been doing, nigga. <laughs> you ain't in a position to strong arm them at this point because you in jail. So, like, I they mean, just gonna quit. If he had enough power, he would be able to. Obviously, he who don't. The, who is the Mexican? Who is that, the Mexican cartel dude? Oh, um... He got not the he the about on um, narcos the guy that they talk about on narcos the dude that they just captured recently but got out shortly after got out of jail <laughs> so broke out of jail shortly yeah, after yeah oh I can't think of well either way y'all know who it is let me get with see I think but you got to have a significant level of power to do that he don't because fifteen lawyers didn't quit and they still alive and well he don't so. got nothing ain't nobody on the outside trying to help him he probably threatened them to work with him <laughs> they probably sending anonymous letters to the lawyers she look like crazy <laughs> okay i'm one of his right hand mans but you will understand why i'm not putting my name on this letter <laughs> yeah and to let him know it's serious just tell him these two words and he'll know that it's from somebody in the circle guava juice <laughs> He'll know. He'll know we serious. <laughs> Tell him to leave our family alone. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Something, something crazy. He probably drank guava juice. <laughs> Suge who, Knight. Who was like? Who was the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh? Like, if if I'm a lawyer and you come to me and you say I need a defense lawyer and I'm number ten, 
I would be like, the fuck up with any of these other not, Like, I'm not taking your case. I'm not going to take your case. Well, if you ever listen to lawyers on, like, CNN or news outlets, they, uh, they egos be pretty up there every now and then. I ain't finna die you behind know, no I mean, egos. I don't mean, like, every single lawyer, yeah. but I mean, like, lawyers who really value their craft, you know, they they feel like they, they know what they're doing. But it'll be interesting to know whether he, they came and heard his story accepted his case and then quit or if they just heard his story and then didn't come back and that's just 15 he's trying to find one to hire that will represent him because i mean i don't even know what you should read about suge knight and know that's not a good situation to get into so i don't even know what kind of lawyer is going to meet with this man ran people over in his car and bagged up over them people didn't give a fuck all the witnesses it was on the set of a movie running niggas over uh, Suge Knight is the definition of a psychopath. <laughs> he don't give a fuck. Always have been, always will be. <laughs> he don't give a shit. He's an active psychopath. He, he will kill people. He don't and care. Day, he got and day, good daylight. It went, went, he didn't care. He did not care. And then back the You know what he did? Did the vanilla ice? Oh yeah, hung him over the balcony. Hung him over the balcony and made him sign the rights to his music. <laughs> <laughs> he made millions off of vanilla ice that yep. vanilla ice didn't get because he about killed the boy. Yep. And at the time, he was a boy. What? It was, he was on... It wasn't about... Was it about Suge Knight? I think it was. I watched the... <laughs> you know, I watch a lot of crime stuff. And he talked about that. They had Vanilla Ice. I think it was about Suge Knight. Or it might have just been about Tupac in general. Um, <laughs> But he thought... He was like... You know, he invited me up to the room. You know, I went up there thinking it was all good. <laughs> He took that nigga out on the balcony and hung him over the shit. It was like, sign this. <laughs> Shook that is crazy as a motherfucker. Like, lawyer number 16, don't do it. Don't do it. Please don't do it. You don't want to do it to yourself. Don't do that to yourself or your family. Because that nigga's crazy. Crazy. So, Johnny Manziel. As much as he be turning up out chill, <laughs> he done turned up for Colin Kaepernick. Surprisingly. Yeah. So Johnny Manziel used to play for Alabama. They called him Johnny Football, I think. I don't know nothing about sports. I mean, but I think they call him Johnny Football. Okay. If I'm wrong, government name will correct me. Cole Jackson <laughs> will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what happened was... He put out some tweets, and I saw an article. It was a clickbait article. It was like, you won't believe what Johnny Manziel said about Cap. And I was like, uh-oh, he, he come with some All Lives Matter shit. Then he come out here talking about some, this will probably cause an uproar, but I'm tired of Kaepernick versus myself comparisons and anger. Now, at that point, I was like, uh-oh, he's going to start talking shit. Cap is doing amazing things right now, changing lives and donating millions of dollars. His impact off the field from a societal standpoint is legendary and straight admirable. That's amazing. Standing up for people who, who often don't get heard and for a race that continuously deals with problem after problem in this country for centuries. This world we live in is absolutely crazy and I believe what he's doing has an amazing impact. The facts of the matter are the reasons that he's not being signed are not football-based. The guy took a team to the Super Bowl and continuously wreaked havoc on the NFC West and the league. Maybe he had bad a bad year two years ago, but he's not a bad player, and that's a fact. In my opinion, the guy still has a lot in the tank, but it's not my place to say what he wants to do with his career. All I can speak for is myself and trying to turn my life around from the depths it was in. God bless and have a great Saturday. What? I rock with you, Kaepernick. 
at Kaepernick7. You've always been good to me, and I appreciate that. All the best in your journey, my friend, wherever that takes you. Nigga, what? I know. Not <laughs> only did this kid, is he from Alabama, but he went to Alabama that's notoriously racist as, as how they place their quarterbacks, mm-hmm. which I think they are some black quarterbacks as, as of late, but I did not expect that. No. This dude who out here getting toe up drunk, <laughs> beating up on women, <laughs> that came out on some Black Lives Matter stuff without saying Black Lives Matter. Yeah. You know? But the mere fact that he shit on himself because he said, I'm tired of the, the, the comparisons because this man is doing great shit. <laughs> I don't think I'm just hitting women. <laughs> he didn't say that, but <laughs> he did but I think he's so very subtly, subconsciously. But it was very careful. I think that he not gonna he he'll be okay. Cause he didn't say anything about black lives specifically. He didn't say anything about kneeling specifically. Like he did that in a way where white people still gonna be comfortable and okay with supporting him. <laughs> So he took a cape for cap. He did. Like, but look, he better than me. That's basically <laughs> what he said. Look, he better than me. I, yep. I don't know the specifics about what he got going on, but he better than me. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he'll be all right. It that ain't it wasn't enough. Now had he said something about black lives specifically or kneeling and how you, they shouldn't have been upset about him kneeling, yes. But that was crafted in a way that I could see white people still feeling all right with supporting him. And not giving him shit, cause though he didn't do the 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 keywords. So this story just triggers these marches that's going on across mm-hmm. the country, where we talked about this on the podcast. And the Me Too movement mm-hmm. triggered because it happened to white women, mm-hmm. you know, in bulk, and women white women that were influential. And so now we got a situation where everybody's marching all over the country because this is happening to white kids Mm -hmm. like we've gotten into a dynamic where the only mass shootings that are happening are by white kids at white schools and it's mostly white victims Mm -hmm. in the florida shooting i mean it is expected to be some latino and asian deaths because they had the mass of that population Mm -hmm. but this is another one of them situations where when when white person talk people listen when black yep. people talk about some of the same things we need to be quiet sit down yeah. be grateful that you have what you have if you don't if you're not grateful you don't like you don't love america then you know leave you don't support troops <laughs> but yeah oh uh, i know i just talked a bunch of shit about amber rose but i'm gonna bring it back her son sebastian his name is sebastian yes like the crab yes but they call him, what they call him? Bass. Bash. They call him Bash. Bash. Did you say Bass like a fish? Yeah, because. Bash, like Bash and shit. They call him Bash. Bass ain't it. Sebastian. Sebastian. Yeah. Sebastian. So. I didn't even know that. That was a, I mean, I didn't say it right, but. Sebastian. That's all that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Sabah. <laughs> Sebastian. I know. Sebastian. What's up? <laughs> Chan. Oh, Strand. What? They can call him that. Call him Strand. Strand. No. The end of it. Sebastian. No. <laughs> so Bass is the Bass is the only thing that makes sense. Yes. 
so apparently there was a video of him and i he was like excited or either he was either listening to or excited about taylor swift and so people got in the comments being people uh talking shit talking about how he was gonna be gay and they shouldn't be letting him listen to taylor swift and da 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 and so i just wanted to take this opportunity to talk about toxic masculinity but i'm gonna read to you what um Amber Rose had to say in defense of her son. And keep in mind, Bash is like four, five. He's a he's a child that these people talking shit about. Uh, shout out to all the hyper-masculine men and ignorant, dumbass women that will call a five-year-old, five, he's five, five-year-old gay for liking Taylor Swift. This is why young kids kill themselves, and this is also why our society is so fucked up. Liking a certain type of music would not make you pick your sexuality, you dumb, pu- you dumb fucks. P.S. My son just got accepted into the most prestigious private school in Los Angeles because he's smart as fuck and creative as fuck like his parents. We allow him to be himself. He can listen to whatever music he likes. He can uh, like whatever color he wants. And we let him be passionate about whatever his little heart desires. And, you know, my issue with, with him liking Taylor Swift is just because I don't like Taylor Swift in general as a person. I just, I ain't, I can't. But him li- liking her music, like, that's that toxic shit that we've talked about on this show before as a little black boy. Now, if he was you know, sitting around bopping to his daddy music or Young Thug or Amigos, everybody would have been completely all right with that shit. If he was sitting around, you know, rapping these lyrics to some fucking horrible misogynistic shit, everybody been fine with that. The little nigga like to listen to Taylor Swift and that, oh, he, he gonna be gay. You letting him listen to this Taylor Swift because everybody that's straight is straight because they listen to the right kind of music apparently that's how that works yeah, apparently I guess so. it's just stupid like please stop putting this shit on kids that your kid is gonna be who your kid is because of what you put the, the good things that you put into them or the bad shit that you put into them the music that they listen to like come on taylor swift is definitely better than to listen to for him to his own daddy music yes you know, uh, but yeah, that toxic masculinity is some bullshit. Like he, I, mean, I don't really know what else to say about it. Talking shit about a five year old because he like mute or saying he gonna be gay at five because he listening to Taylor Swift is a popular ass artist. Again, I ain't with it, but my uh, <laughs> when I was bartending at Red Lobster, I was whipping up some drinks. It was a Sunday, mm-hmm. and a family came. And it was a dad, a mom, a son, and a daughter. Mm-hmm. And the son, the son looked like he was about eight, and the daughter looked like she was about five. And the mama said, uh, "Can we get him a virgin strawberry daiquiri for the son?" Mm-hmm. And the, the dude was like, "My son ain't drinking no daiquiris." What? <laughs> He's like, "Get him a strawberry smoothie." What? I'm like what? <laughs> and you know the only difference between what you just asked for. And what your your lady asked for is fucking milk mix going into it. Like daiquiri is just the term that means mixed drinks blended. You know, but this man for some reason has connected in his head that daiquiri is connected with women somehow. That's that toxic masculinity that shit. That little boy like, would have drank that daiquiri been just as fucking fine because it was going to be sweet and delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> I mean, it, it was delicious. That The strawberry, nut. None of alcoholic strawberry daiquiri on Red Lobster I mean you was probably the best thing. It's good as a smoothie, but not by not better than by itself. And he had the audacity to do that, but that that's that toxic masculinity. That's when your 
own bullshit predispositions of what makes a man a man trickle over into how you raising your little boys. You know, you know, now you got a whole now you got a whole genre of kids that glorify side chicks. Yep. And now you got a whole genre of young girls who accept they role as a side chick sometimes in that shit. And That's what toxic snap. masculinity yeah. do, man. And it, that ain't how it's supposed to be. Nope. Clearly, it's something that benefits men that want to be surrounded by women, but it's it's bullshit. It is indeed. Let's see what I got next. Stefan Clark. I don't know if y'all know, but it's been a while since a black man done got shot and killed by the police <sighs> on some nonsense. But this man apparently got shot in his backyard. With his cell phone in his hand 20 damn times. 20 times. In his own backyard, minding his motherfucking Now, business. the worst part of this situation is that after they shot him and he wasn't moving, and I, maybe that this police, maybe police, they handcuffed his lifeless body and continued, where well, they continue asking him to put his hands up, then handcuffed his lifeless body. As if... Fucking 20 shots didn't kill you That you will be able to put your fucking hands up Like you at a goddamn concert or some shit <laughs> Who the fuck they think they is Flavor Flav They the hype men out here Put your hands up Put your hands up Like they just shot You just shot somebody 20 fucking times You just shot somebody 20 times It's ridiculous I just Like it's it's starting to make me question how unintelligent police have become not to say that if you're a police officer no one that they are not intelligent well i know for a fact that they they don't hire police officers that are too intelligent mm -hmm. go look that shit up <laughs> there was a police officer that brought a lawsuit against the city because they they didn't hire him because his iq was too high <laughs> which they correlated <laughs> with uh Finding the mediocre tasks of police work too dull for somebody with an IQ that high. What? Yeah. The fuck? Bro, go look that shit up. That I am not lying. So but it's making me question how, how intelligent they are, which is on a scale of intelligence, low, because we already know there's a cap at which you can even get a job as a police officer. Uh -huh. So it's a certain level of smart you definitely ain't hell. But down below that how intelligent are you just shot somebody 20 times and you still yell and put your hands up he's dead what he ain't finna do anything else ever again in life because of y'all and you know what let's say this motherfucker got the mojo of 50 cent <laughs> let's say he is alive he can't put his damn hands up <laughs> his body ain't functioning nope. he is leaking he is losing blood it is not likely that 20 of them shots went through and through didn't hit any critical organs his body is trying to fucking pre preserve itself right now they, if he alive he can't put his hands up so don't ask him to put his hands up when you go over there and see him being lifeless don't fucking handcuff him the handcuffs so disrespectful what the fuck are, is he gonna do at this point that y'all are afraid of that he need to be handcuffed because y'all not finna put him in the back of your motherfucking squad car shot up an ambulance is finna have to go like what what is it bro like <laughs> it's legitimately because they said his hands were facing forward with an object in his hand if i'm on the phone talking and they tell me to put my hands up if it's me 
what do I need to do? Like, should I just drop the phone and just be still and just move like the pace of a fucking sloth? Like, I don't know what to do now. This motherfucker had, he was on the phone. Because who hold a gun up today? You know, even if you thought it was something Well, else, what I'm saying if is. he holding it up. What I think happened is he had his cell phone in his pocket. And when they said, put your hands up, I feel like he did like this. Like, put his hands up in a forward motion. Like, <laughs> what did they? I don't know how else to put your hands up. Like, do I need to do a jumping jack motion? Do I need to flap my bird, my hands like a bird? Something that you know that is not pointed towards you? I oh need to know God. what the fuck to do. Like, white America need to tell me what the fuck to do <laughs> if I'm ever in my backyard at nighttime and the police show up and I got my cell phone in my pocket and they say put your hands up and I start to put my hands up. You can't even how the fuck sit to stay alive? I need to know. Backyard. I need to know how to stay alive in that situation. Oh my god. You ain't even gotta worry about going out nowhere and getting into no shit. You're getting the shit in your own fucking backyard. I feel like the best move you can make is play possum. I feel like you just feel like you're having an anxiety attack and just fall on the ground and just start shaking. Whether it's actual or not, I feel like they're going to walk up to you and then they're not going to shoot you. They'll put their fucking foot on your neck probably. You know, but it sounds like the shit that they tell your ass to do got his ass shot 20 Because you got to do it a specific way. They just said put your hands up, but it's got to be some specific way of putting your hands up because he put his hands up wrong. What? the fuck it's so sad i just i mean uh, you can't tell an officer that you got a gun no nope. <laughs> can't tell him you got a gun officer, i want to let you know i got a gun bop, 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 bop. <laughs> that's your ass happened to philando castile there's nothing we can do i'd like i just <sighs> i'm and i'm sorry to be making light of this but this, this is the point, point it's come to, to like god damn i'm trying to smile to keep from fucking crying yeah. about this shit that happens and it's not just about it's happening I, I don't like this happening disproportionately but how this shit happens every time and it's not happening to white people like this Mm-mm. mind you let me add that the officer that shot Justine DeMond the Australian lady the Somalian officer mm-hmm. he was just charged which with first degree murder, third no degree murder, and manslaughter. Sense. Why? Any other officers that begin charged don't begin charged with nothing but fucking one of them hoes. Like manslaughter. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see how this turn out. The fuck they just not charged My hypothesis him. is that the one of the, the early cases outside of the man in South Carolina, because he definitely got charged. But but he, he was on tape shooting that man in the back when he didn't have to. <laughs> you know, um, that was definitely murder. Uh, this was murder uh, with with uh, Stefan Clark, but look out for that case with the Australian lady, man. I I I just hypothesized like I did before when it happened that he gonna go to jail behind this. Oh yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, Kevin McCall. <laughs> Kevin McCall is out here pulling a Tyrese, but not really a Tyrese. Where Tyrese was, what more do you want from me? Like crying. Kevin McCall out here making threats and shit. Tell me he finna fuck some shit up if he don't get to see his child. Uh, if you don't know who Kevin McCall is, Kevin McCall is, uh, I think he's like a writer, and he was also rapping on one of, a couple of Chris Brown songs. Him and Chris Brown got beef, actually, now, from that. 
Uh, he also That's Chris Brown get to see his daughter. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> These niggas that can see their daughters think they better than me. <laughs> Hell no. Hate you, Chris Brown. He had a very public relationship with even Marcel or Marci- yeah, Marcel. The the uh model from America's Next Top Model. She was also in some of them shows that Tyler Perry had on TBS. But he beat her up and was is very uh abusive and she left him and he already had a child from a previous relationship that he couldn't see and now he can't see eva's daughter um or his daughter that he has with eva because there are orders of protection against him because he's fucking crazy so his solution to i can't see my kids is getting on instagram being like if i don't y'all need to help me get my kids see my kids because if, if you don't help me see my kids some some fucked up shit gonna happen real soon and he been doing this consistently for a couple of weeks now and he looked like he on a bender i don't know what drug he just look real cracked out right now that's how most uh rappers look except chance the rapper <laughs> yeah yeah he don't he don't, <laughs> he don't look like that he look healthy he does <laughs> <laughs> kevin McCullough, i just wanted to mention that just to say please make sure that you know who you procreating with because i don't think that they were together that long before this baby came along just but what if that ain't how he was at the beginning of course it wasn't how he was in the beginning nobody is you meet their representative what if it's an extreme of something like a psychotic disorder developed like because we know me and you in the field we we know that happens we do we know that environmental stresses sometimes Mm -hmm. activates things like schizophrenia and bipolar Mm -hmm. what if he wasn't like that at first and through his first relationship you know it was a bad relationship but then that shit activated like what if that happened obviously it activated in that first relationship because she already had when when eva got with him he he was not able to see that other child now and what happens is when you meet people with kids the other parent always oh she ain't shit he wasn't shit they terrible and i i just take it with a grain of salt because it takes two and you i'm only getting your side so of course you're gonna tell me the other person ain't shit but when she met him he wasn't able to see that other kid so that means that this is the second time it didn't activate it i feel like this just, he most people that are abusive are charismatic as a motherfucker when you first meet them most women that end up in abusive relationships don't say well he you know our first date he punched me in the face because you don't have no attachment to them so you would be more likely to leave what happens is they reel you in and you get comfortable and you you feel like you really know who this person is and then the psychotic person comes out it usually ain't like that in the beginning but that's what i'm saying is just get to know people please well you know maybe in his first relationship he was just not a good relationship person and his abusive tendencies came out in that relationship and it caused problems but see now it's turned in i'm some bad shit gonna happen <laughs> like maybe what? he won that in the first like maybe that psychotic shit is what's been act- maybe, maybe his baby being taken away this second time has activated that shit i didn't know men through my work that have been abusive that still have access to the kid and maybe not to the mom the fact that that he was not allowed to even see this child i feel like this was the same situation i think it's the same i think he probably did this crazy shit <laughs> she got order of protection he couldn't see that child he met eva was 
cool like he is in the beginning and I ain't crazy again because he, he beat her ass and she didn't stay. And also, the real craziness has started because Eva's pregnant again and she engaged to a new nigga. So that's really when this psychotic stuff, like he was already, you know, talking shit about her before, but like when she got pregnant and engaged, and she had a the the new nigga around his daughter, and he can't be around his daughter. That's when this I'm finna fuck some shit up. <laughs> so I don't know, but just be mindful of who you making babies with, cause you don't want to end up in a situation like this where you got this nigga who and I, I absolutely believe that Kevin McCall is capable of doing some crazy shit. I would not be surprised to see him in the news for doing some bullshit. I wouldn't be like, I can't believe he actually did it. No, I'd be like, okay, well, he said he was going to do it. So, there you go. Okay, so, my next story. That was my last story. That was your last story. Well, I got, I'm going to talk about Cambridge Analytica real quick. If you know anything about Facebook and the shenanigans going on with Facebook lately, you will know that there is a conservative agency named Cambridge Analytica that has mishandled your data well facebook mishandled your data so vastly that mark zuckerberg had to put out a statement he had to get on cnn and do interviews and most recently he took out a full page ad in most of the papers around the country saying i'm sorry mm-hmm. about what uh what he was allowing to be happen with your data so i'm just gonna give a rundown of what happened okay. just so you know before 2014 a gentleman just a random man we don't it don't matter what his name is a random man Creating an application. It was a personality test application. You know, people get on there like, ooh, personality test. What kind of spoon am I? Yeah. So what those person what that personality test did was it it had the user approve that person to access their information, but also all of the friends' information too. Mm-hmm. So at three hundred thousand people, Cambridge Analytica had the data from those 300,000 people, but also all of those people's friends. Mm -hmm. Now, what Facebook did subsequently after that is they found out that this man was gathering all of this data and they created, uh, they closed that hole. They kicked him off of Facebook Mm -hmm. and they closed that hole by saying only your access can be only your data can be accessed if you approve an app to access your data. Mm-hmm. It can't access all your friends' data. Mm-hmm. So multiply 300,000 times 1,000 because a lot of people got 1,000 friends mm-hmm. at least. You know, that's a lot of people that they would have had access to. Mm-hmm. What this random guy did was he either worked at Cambridge or he took this information to Cambridge and the group that works with Cambridge called Cambridge Analytica took all of that data. Now, Facebook found out that Cambridge Analytica had that data and they said, hey, Cambridge Analytica, uh, we heard you got this data. We need you to delete that because you're not supposed to have it. They said, okay. They did not delete that information <laughs> and they somehow used all of that information that they had gathered to help the Trump campaign somehow. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is me as a user, how has my data been impacted? What data was even taken Mm-hmm. What does Facebook allow apps to gather as it pertains to me? I mean, we know places like Google and Amazon, you know, search, search your cash and your cookies mm-hmm. and know that you've been searching for wedding dresses because that shit start popping up on side sidebars. But Facebook does that, too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, we know that there's a people that we know do that precisely. Mm-hmm. Facebook does it, too. But what 
what is Facebook taking? It's clear that Facebook hadn't been clear and aggressive enough with the people that creating apps to fully protect us. So I, I'm just interested in what could they be collecting that that I don't know about. I don't know. I don't no, know about nothing good. about. I done that would help the Trump campaign. No, ain't shit. I didn't. But man. I feel like <laughs> part of the data probably was like, oh, these are these African Americans. Let's just not even. <laughs> Let's just that, Bannon is over this. Bannon is on the board for this agency. Let's be candid. Steve Bannon? Yeah. Oh, he's on shit, the board. No. It probably didn't say African Americans. Niggas. <laughs> no, not even niggas. Niggers. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a nigger. So that was we're not worried about, about them. them. Yeah. Clearly, he's been going to hip hop websites and <laughs> ebony porn sections. <laughs> 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 That's that. We're not looking. For well, those according people. to Pornhub, it's a lot of white, <laughs> white states that be searching for ebony. So <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, can't tell about it. I'm telling you. <laughs> but what? Uh, but I think that still would give them a, a large means to gather what the common Republican that is forgotten. The borderline racists, I guess, mm -hmm. are looking for in a candidate to vote for. So it's a lot of information that could be gained in that situation for a campaign. So they're trying to find out what that is. You know, for me personally, I don't really care about my data being used. I mean, I just feel like that's a part of what the world is. It's part of what the world becomes. The people that have the data on me that can do bullshit with it, if they would have done it, they would have done it by now. I yeah. am not worth anything. <laughs> I am in <laughs> debt like a motherfucker. You know, so I don't think I just don't really care. I don't even utilize social media like my I phone used number, and my address is on Facebook. Mine ain't because niggas. Clearly, you you a woman. Niggas. You know, clearly that you know <laughs> you have other things idea. to worry about. You yeah, know, I, I wish a woman would call me. <laughs> I'll have a conversation with her, like. Man. Hey, I got your phone number off of Facebook. Oh, hey, how are you? What, is what, what, what led you to call me? You know, you like my profile picture or something? I normally get like maybe 10, 15 likes. I got about 50 something likes on that wedding picture. So I could just imagine if my phone number was attached to the amount of bullshit that would have came from that. My number is definitely not. My number and my address is not attached and it never will be to anything. Whatever. So that is connected to youtube closing down and shutting down profiles of people who are teaching you how to use bump stocks teaching you how to make guns uh government name podcast uh they talked about uh ghost guns in one of their episodes go check out government name podcast i don't know if it's on the current episode streak or the previous episode probably was on the previous one. I think that was because it, it, they hadn't been this new streak ain't been. It's been. Hey, holla at, at Cole Jackson twelve or at Real Shogun Beats on Twitter if you want to know what ghost guns are. They yeah. can let you know more so. Uh, I'll just Shogun. say Shogun. <laughs> yeah, Real Cole. Shogun Beats. <laughs> he let you know yeah, what them will. ghost guns are. But anything that kind of like helps you figure out how to use guns better, YouTube is trying to ban that. And because of that, the gun enthusiasts are taking their page to Pornhub. <laughs> I went to go find it, and it is a bunch of gun videos are currently now on Pornhub. Okay. Because at the end of the day, Pornhub is just a video upload. I mean, I platform. know, but like, <laughs> you're you're a gun enthusiast competing with 
ebony porn. He like, ain't competing with win? ebony porn. The people who are looking for gun enthusiasm <laughs> are going to Pornhub because that's where they upload stuff. I feel like they in. would get distracted though. Like, wait a minute, let me. Well, I mean, the conservative rates for Pornhub uh, visits are going to increase yep. tremendously. <laughs> and you know what? The pastor ain't going to see what you were going to. Oh, no. The pastor going to think you went to the bad site. And the little 13 year olds who you've been teaching about Second Amendment for since he was five. Who you find on Pornhub? Hey, he might be on Pornhub, but he might be looking at some interracial banging. <laughs> Just want to <laughs> let you know. The lines are going to be blurred in this situation now. Yeah. And for the finale, it ain't really finale, but Craigslist is shutting down his personal section. People just going to go to back page. So in 1990, <laughs> legislation was passed that protects online corporations from any scrutiny or lawsuits from anything that the individual users do. Mm -hmm. But a small part of that legislation has been outlined as being struck out because now the, in order to uh, fight sex trafficking mm -hmm. on these sites, that happens a lot they characters. now can be held responsible for oh, what users do. They said, fuck so, that shit. So, hell yeah, like... So, it ain't enough that your site was being used for sex trafficking. But now I'm gonna be held accountable, so let's shut that shit. You didn't exactly. shut it down for good. You just shut it down because you don't well, want to be mean, responsible. We still, I mean, we're getting into freedom of speech issues because you're telling a business that they are held responsible for somebody that has their own personal freedoms. You know, so we're getting a situation where. But if somebody, if you allow, if it, that's like you allowing somebody to come into your home and do some illegal shit, and you like, well, they that that's they it's them, and they were doing it. You still gonna be partly responsible for allowing them to do that in this space. So they're not saying it's only the illegal no, no, shit. No, no. If you allow somebody to stay in your house and they doing a meth lab, <laughs> see that's different. That's different. What I'm saying. What I'm saying if. If we have a barbecue and Cole Jackson come in here with a pistol and shoot you in the chest. Why <laughs> ain't got to shoot me? I ain't though. going to jail. <laughs> Cole going to jail. Yeah, but it's different. I mean, it's clearly different if, if they set up an operation. Mm -hmm. But also, if I create a website and I give all y'all access to my website and I don't monitor what the fuck y'all do. But they're saying you should be monitoring it because it's your website. It's your you you. And you're you're allowing them because you ain't doing that shit for free. People pay to put the shit on Craigslist, don't they? But they also ain't doing that shit for guns. Motherfuckers buying guns hey, off of Craigslist. Yo, listen, like I'm just saying. I'm but saying. But you know, guns in America is a different. It's always a different conversation when it comes to guns. Guns do no wrong. In well, America. don't sit here and say one thing should be monitored, but we gonna cherry pick what shouldn't be monitored and what should be monitored. Guns even though you can gone. do fucked up shit on either one. Oh yeah, hey. I'm with you, but you know, the conversation about guns in America is always going to be like, guns first. <laughs> you know Trump what? Trump talking about America first. Have guns you ever been first. in Craigslist personals? Yeah, I have. Just, have you ever, it's one section that's like lost encounters or something. Oh, I ain't never. It's like when you be, <laughs> it has stories of people that's like, they walk through the grocery store and, and saw somebody and they post in there that you are in Walmart 
in Hoover at three o'clock on, you know, Wednesday and you had on a purple dress and like they looking for specific people. Dude, that's creepy as a motherfucker. It is creepy. Um, like why would you even answer that shit? Exactly. Like uh, if you could. Hell no. Like if you if if you happen to be on Craigslist looking in that section and noticed it was you, why would you call that person instead of the police? <laughs> <laughs> Hell the fuck uh, Backpage will be next then Cause Backpage is essentially the same thing Backpage won't good no way Because no, people will get set up from Backpage yeah. You go to Backpage and be like Yeah I'm finna meet this lady in this room And you gonna get there and it's gonna happen. be police officers <laughs> out here Stupid people Cause it still happen People stupid They don't learn well, It's the end of an era <laughs> The Craigslist They'll find something else to do it they're just gonna go to Backpage as long as Backpage is still up. That's this still Backpage is still being utilized for that. So till they shut them down. Look, man. It always be prostitutes somebody. gonna always find a way to get deaths. Mm-hmm. They are, they got they built with the tools it takes. <laughs> <laughs> they can they can do it on the street corner. They can do it on the internet. Whatever it takes, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, that's all I got. All right. You got anything else on your mind? This fucking ass weather in Alabama. It's 80 degrees outside. Do you know tomorrow the high going to be 57? <laughs> I'm hot right now. I'm sweating. It's, now you ain't going to be hot tomorrow. What the fuck? Like, uh, just weather. I'm just tired. Like, just let it be spring. I'm tired of this back and forth and shit. I don't ever know how to dress from day to day. But that's Alabama in March, I guess. Yep. Well, anyway, uh, until we kind of next conversation, we out. Holla. <laughs>